All right. Well, last night we, we kind of just talked about like, um, you know, predictions and stuff, but I wanted to get your thoughts on two things. One, which two, two A, two B, whatever. First thing, your Browns. I want you to give me a ceiling and I want you to give me a floor because as everybody knows, you are the single most unbiased Browns fan of all time. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh God. Uh, all right. So for record, I'm going floor first. Floor's got to be eight and eight. eight and eight. I had seven and nine. Like, I was going to say, yeah, seven and nine maybe. I can't see them going six and ten. I literally can't with, like, the, the coaching, the, you know, just the talent. So, definitely I will go eight and eight, 500, which may squeak in the playoffs depending on how, you know, things shape up, especially with, like, mm -hmm. a lot of, like, these dominant teams like, you know, Kansas City and Baltimore. They're probably going to be eating up a lot more wins. So, you may get a little more, like, top heavy and bottom heavy. So, I'm thinking eight and eight's the, you know, the, the floor – and the ceiling, honestly, I'm going 11 and 5. Oh, so you have a tight window. Yeah, it, I think they're going to be right in that window. I mean, I would say 12 and 4 again, but, I mean, let's be honest, I don't see them going 12 and 4. Uh, but, like, I look at the schedule, and it favors us very well. Like, our bye week is, like, literally directly in the middle, for example. So, it's a nice, like, okay, first half of the season, second half of the season. Um, I think we're going to take care of business in the division. I think we're going to sweep the Bengals. I think we're going to possibly sweep the Steelers. More likely one-on-one -on -one with them than probably one-on-one -on -one with the, uh, the Ravens, too. But I think we have the second easiest schedule based on record last year. Wow, wow so, I can see it. Yeah, and then also just like now we have an identity versus like Freddie Kitchens last year. You know, he was the king of scripting up like 10, 15 plays and then just like winging it. You know, he had no idea what the fuck he was doing, and neither did the players. They were just, you know, doing as they were told. You know, they, they kept saying week to week, especially during the end, end of the season, how they didn't have an identity, how they needed more leadership, this and that, a.k.a. coming back to the coach. Like, even, even the games we won, minus the Browns, um, when they trounced the uh, Ravens in Baltimore, we never really had a, you know, convincing win. They're all, like, wins that we almost gave away or we got away, you know, by the skin of our teeth or something. So – I think, you know, with, with this regime, you know, it remains to be said because there's no, you know, preseason games or anything, but everything out of camp saying how, you know, they're starting to find out what they're good at, their identity, which is probably going to be, you know, ground and pound, um, using double tight ends. So it's going to be opening up – I think it's going to open up everything. And now we actually have – we increased our, you know, our line now. We got two legit tackles. I mean, Jedrick Wills is a beast. I mean, who knows how he's going to be doing the left side. Jack Conklin, top right tackle in the league, you know, one of them. You know, we have a mm -hmm. uh, left guards Pro Bowl. So we, we've, got, we've got good protection now. You know, Baker got humbled a little bit. I think he needed that. You know, I think that uh, his ego going last year was not good. In addition to the quarterback room last year was a bunch of kids, you know, 23, 25 years old with Baker at the helm. It's like, okay, is he going to learn or is he just going to be like the guy and kind of do what he wants? especially with Freddie Kitchens being a buddy-buddy with him. So now we've got, you know, Alex Van Pelt's a good offensive coordinator. He's working with the quarterbacks. You know, Stefanski is an offensive guy. And we have Case Keenum, who's a legit backup, who can come in and, you know, win games for us. You know, he's won playoff games. So, um, yeah, so for those reasons, I think we're going to be going – if I had to put my money on it, I'm saying we're going 10-6.
I think that's fair. Uh, we talked about uh, like some of that earlier. I mean, the main thing that we talked about was we talked a lot about Baker and how uh, something that Jeremy and I talked about with, with baseball is, you know, because uh, we were talking about prospects. And uh, I said that a guy that is consistently like three, four years in a row, if he's a top 10 prospect in the MLB, I don't have a lot of faith in the guy to be honest with you, because eventually you have to make the turn from prospect to real deal. Um, and this yeah. is a very turning point with Baker, I thought. Mike, I wanted to get your thoughts on, because this is what, if you count it, this is his third offensive coordinator in three years. And one thing that we mentioned yesterday, or yesterday, was- well, it's his fourth. It's his, yeah, it's his it, fourth. I mean, all this turnover. But yeah. do you think it's going to affect Baker, that one, and two, that this is no longer the regime that drafted him. Um, do you think that's going to light a fire in him? Do you, or do you think that's going to have any effect on him at all? I don't think the regime change really is going to be doing much other than, you know, the actual preparation and everything. You know, if anything, it's probably going to give him more confidence in what he's doing and what, you know, people around him are doing and the play calling and everything. Um, because you can just tell last year, not only was physically, you know, he came in kind of fat. He was just like, you could just tell, like, he didn't look like the guy that we drafted. I mean, he just, like, let himself go. Like, that picture of him and Saquon, whoever else, like, they're all, like, ripped. We got, like, four, six, eight packs. And he's just got, like, he's looking like me out there. And so, <laughs> you know, he – I know he got a personal trainer, so he's looking good now. Um, you know, so mobility-wise can be good. Um, you know, I'm sure arm strength and accuracy. I mean, everyone's saying how he's, he's slinging at the camp. So – you know, I think the fact that he was able to have that change in coordinators and change in, you know, coaching through, you know, midway through his rookie campaign and still, you know, set the record for pretty much he was the best rookie quarterback ever. I mean, for only starting 13 games, too, which is pretty damn impressive. You know, I think that, you know, the the coaching change and, like, the um, offensive coordinator change really is going to have, like, a negative effect. I think it's going to have, I mean, a positive effect because if we would have kept what we had last year, we, we would just be another laughing stock. So now we have legit people with conviction, you know, that there's reasoning as to like what we're doing. Freddie Kitchens was just, it was like, he's playing Madden. Oh yeah. I'll call this play. Yeah. You know, I'll call that play. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's like, he didn't really have like, okay, let's, let's pound, let's pound their throats. And then, you know, when they decide to load the box, we're going to do a play action, go over the top or, you know, okay, let's, let's give, let's give our receivers, on the wings more room by, you know, doing double tight ends at the middle or something. You know, you saw so many things. Like, for example, I think it was one of the first safeties of the year. It was against the it was Rams, Browns, uh, Sunday Night Football. And I was in attendance that game. And what happens? We're backed up on, like, our, I don't know, three, four-yard line or something. And what does fucking Freddie Kitchens call? He calls for a single backfield, and he calls for three verticals from wide receivers. I'm at the three or four yard line, three verticals, and then some like little out route by like a, like a delayed out route from, um, I don't even know if it was Nick Chubb or not. And what do you know? We got sacked because like you, you look and you just see all the receivers running off the screen. It's like, it's like the worst play call you could possibly call when you're backed up on your own. Like you need a, like a quick developing play. You need slants. You need out. Agree. Not four verticals or three verticals, whatever the fuck you call it. It's just like shit like that. And then like that same game, that same game. Late in the game, the draw. we drive it all the way down to, like, their five-yard line. What does he call? He calls four play action – or not even play action, four shotgun passes. I remember like, that. I remember that. It's like we have arguably the best running back in the league. You're not going to give it to him on first down. 
on second down or on third down after you just passed twice. Like, was that I a drive where they had five? I think it was just like straight up, like, like snap the ball and, t- and take your steps back. Like, it, it just like, it's almost like he was trying to, because like in that situation, everyone knows, okay, you should probably run the ball or at least try to. It's almost like he's trying to outsmart everyone. And we're not a passing team. Like the way that our play calling works and, you know, there's still like possibly chemistry issues with, you know, OBJ. He wasn't hundred percent anyways. Like we needed to run the ball and we just didn't. So. You I'll, just I'll said mean, that you guys weren't a passing team. Do you guys, do you, do you personally think that with the trade for OBJ there was, and with, again, you draft Baker Mayfield that, cause I agree your the last year's Browns team was not, albeit on paper, you would look at it and you'd be like, this should be a, this should be a passing team. But then you look at that offensive line and you go, this can't be a passing team. Do you think that that was just the pressure of everybody being like, look, we have Baker, we have OBJ, you need to start passing the ball. And that was sort of the pressures of it. Yeah. And that all kind of goes back to Freddie Kitchens. You know, he was a quarterback back at Alabama. He was a quarterback's coach, I think at Arizona. So like he worked with quarterbacks, you know, quite frequently. So I think he almost tried to like force the issue, you know, instead of, instead of just, you know, taking our strong suits and you, you know, by saying that we're not a passing team, I'm not saying like we can't pass the ball or anything, but like no, of course we're not we're not a team like the Chiefs or like the you know the Patriots back in the day or like you know any Peyton Manning team where you can just continuously pass, 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 pass and find openings. Like last year, just like we like weren't that team. Like it's one thing if we, you know, are opening up you know room by running the ball. You know, maybe they're going to stack the box and then you start passing. But like for us just to come out and start passing, passing, passing when they got like four dbs going and they got like other people dropping back in coverage and once again like there's really no rhyme or reason to anything we're doing we're just doing it you know for for those reasons like that's probably we just had no identity so this year you know everyone's talking about like i hear baker saying it like okay you know we're finding our identity the identity was like the biggest missing piece last year you you look at these different teams you know around the league they have an identity. You know what they're going to be doing, what the strong suit is, and they hold true to it. And so I'm hoping that this year, you know, we're going to find that identity of ground and pound, double tight ends, and then that'll open up the passing game because we do have, you know, probably one of the top duos at receivers as well as running backs. So As well as running backs. I was going to say, because when I was looking at stats yesterday when we were talking about this, I kind of – through the for Baker Mayfield, I kind of threw the first ten games out of our. Maybe it was even eight eight games completely out the window because the things did change when Kareem Hunt showed up, and I think that Kareem Hunt is going to be a major factor in how the season oh, yeah. goes because now, and especially, I think Austin Hooper is also going to be a major because where because we were talking about Lamar Jackson and we thought that Mark Mark Andrews was a product of the system that Mark Andrews was his 10 yards down the field safety blanket and that's mm-hmm. what I think that Austin Hooper can be for Baker and then Kareem can be the four yards down the field safety blanket so he's got the let's see if we can go long with OBJ no let's let's check down check down in kind of cope now and especially now that you have time to let OBJ go down the field I think it could just really open up the offense and you I mean you have all the weapons like we said like on paper this offense it should be elite and I think this year it will be I really do I think that um I think that this year Baker comes back uh, I think because his we were looking I I'm a big believer in QBR I'm a huge believer in QBR and 
at once Kareem Hunt came back, his QBR rose. I mean, he was kind of in the late or high 40s to, but mostly around mid 60s. That's what he was. And I, I didn't get his average. I didn't, I forget what it was in it right down, but it was higher than his season average uh, in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. He played well. He had 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions in the final eight games. That's not bad. I mean, is that elite? I don't know if that's elite. I mean, I think he has some, uh, he made some uh, second year sophomore rookie mis- or rookie mistakes in, in decision making. Yeah. But I think Baker can be a top eight quarterback in the league. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think he can too. You know, everyone, you know, all the people out there that are saying he's a bust and all that shit, it's just like funny of how ignorant they are because he's been in the league two years. The first year he debatably should have won rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year over Saquon. I mean, he set the record for quarterback and he started 13 games on a dysfunctional team with two different coaching regimes. So you get that. And then, you know, sophomore struggles. I, I think it was a combination of his physique, his ego, and then just the coaching. I mean, because it's not like basketball where you're going out there and, okay, the player, you know, yeah, there's coaching, yeah, there's schemes and everything, but, like, the players are doing the playing. If the coach is just calling just terrible play after terrible play, you know, causing you to, like, throw the ball in bad, you know, bad places, you know, just not, not allowing multiple receivers to get open or, like, maybe you're just calling, like, he loved calling verticals. Like, I don't know what it was with Freddie Kitchens and calling these deep, deep pass plays where it would take, you know, three, four, five seconds to develop, and then Baker's under pressure. I mean, Baker's probably under the most pressure uh, over, like, most other quarterbacks last year. So I agree. And, and that all kind of ties back to the line, too. So, so tackles, I think the line's huge. Yeah, I think – I mean, I'm a big proponent of – if you build a line, any quarterback can be okay. Um, I think it's kind of – because I think I don't – early in his career, I actually don't think Dak was very good. Like Dak Prescott, I don't think he was very good. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is actually as good as he – as it would seem. But they both have two – like they had some of the best offensive lines in NFL history. Um, so it yeah. makes them look a lot better. Speaking of Dak, you sent a text the other day that you – and I, I am been on pins and needles waiting to hear this. You have Zeke over Christian McCaffrey this year in fantasy football. Is that correct? Okay, so I wouldn't – so I'm in two leagues. The league that I'm in with, like, Colin and stuff is PPR. So PPR especially, I mean, Chris McCaffrey is going to be the number one guy more than likely. Okay. I mean, just because, like, his usage rate is just so high. But this other league I'm in, it's really fucked up league. There's, like, two quarterbacks. So, like, a quarterback and offensive player, which everyone tries to use quarterback. And people with quarterback – there's, like, five quarterbacks taking the first round. Um, we had number two of our pick. So they want Patty Mahomes number one. And oh, for wow. us, you know, realistically it was between Chris McCaffrey, Zeke, and Saquon. Really is between McCaffrey and Zeke because Saquon, you know, I know he was injured last year and, you know, there really aren't many receivers on the team and Daniel Jones is a question mark, you know, hey, just, there, there are too many question marks um, versus, you know, Chris McCaffrey or Zeke. But really the reason why we went Zeke was because, okay, in doubt, well, first off, this is only half PPR league. So if Chris McCaffrey is averaging, let's say, eight to ten receptions a game versus Zeke averaging, I don't know, let's say five, I mean, rather than extra five points per week, I mean, that's huge. You know, it's only an extra two and a half. And we think – we do think that Zeke is the better runner. You know, he's probably going to get more of the goal line looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also just like when in doubt, you want to go the better team. 
So, you know, if I had to put, you know, a record on both those teams, you know, Carolina and um, Dallas, I'd probably say like Dallas is probably going to be like, you know, 10, 6, 11, and 5, somewhere like that versus, you know, Carolina is probably going to be like 4 and 12, 5 and 11. So, and also like you, you think about any defense going up against Carolina, what is their number one priority? Stopping Chris McCaffrey, right? Yeah. Now he can only be contained. He can't be stopped because he's, he's a beast, no doubt. Um, you know, and they're going to be able to find ways to get him the ball and be open. Um, but like if they had, if defense had the same mindset going up against Dallas, we have to stop Zeke, you know, loading the box, having a trailer, you know, keep an eye on them, whatever they may do. They're going to beat you in other ways. They've you got go. three legit receivers in Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. You know, you've got, you know, one of the top quarterbacks statistically last year. Um, good line. Mike McCarthy is an offensive guy. He's coming in. So I think there's probably going to be more room for Zeke to do stuff versus McCaffrey. Um, and, again, it's half PPR. So, you know, we figured as a rusher, we like Zeke. As a pass catcher, no doubt, McCaffrey, because that's like he literally is a receiver too pretty much. But there's all these reports coming out of camp saying, like, Zeke has been spending so much time, so much of his days on pass catching, lining up in the slot. And some days not really even working on like his ball handling because, um, you know, that's kind of how the game's evolving, you know, and Zeke wants to be an every down back. He is an every down back, but he wants to be more versatile. So he, you're definitely going to see him catching more balls out of the backfield. So really it was, it was a gut, it was a gut check. I mean, he, Chris McCaffrey in that league that we didn't take him number two, he fell to number five, I think. Oh, wow. So, Real quarterback yeah. heavy then. Yeah, I think it went like, I want to say it went um, Mahomes, and then we took Zeke, then it went Jackson, and then I'm not even sure. I think it might have been like Russell Wilson or some shit like that. Oh, like, wow. I, I don't even know. It was, it, it was something ridiculous. And then they went Chris McCaffrey, then like Dak Prescott went. So, like, that's just how the league is. It's weird. Um, it is weird. But with Zeke, with what you were saying is, I mean, I'm just looking it up. And uh, in 2018, Zeke caught 77 balls. Last year, he caught 54. I think Tony Pollard uh, took a little bit of his catches away. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Tony Pollard had 15 catches. I mean, I think Zeke could be back near 67 balls. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, uh, you're right. In a full PPR, Christian McCaffrey catching 100 balls, that's a cheat code. There's not much you're going to really do about it. But yeah. Zeke is also going to rush for 1,400 yards. And then if he exactly. catches 60 balls, he, you know, plus whatever yards or whatever, I, I completely agree. And, you know, now that they have a year, I think partially part of Christian McCaffrey's success was last year, everybody knew that Kyle Allen's not good. He's just, he wasn't good. Um, so when you have a bad quarterback like that, who can't really make reads or whatever, you have a guy like DJ Moore, who's, who caught, 60 balls for uh, like 1100 yards no touchdowns and then you have Christian McCaffrey who you're just going to check down to every single time and let him run now you have Teddy Bridgewater yeah. who I think is a little better I don't think he's great but I think he's a little better and especially with the money they put into him they're going to be like like let's let's make this work so everybody here doesn't get fired and <laughs> yeah I, I I I don't hate what you said I don't hate it at all um, it's especially tough. in the I mean, half PPR you know yeah, half PPR makes it easier. If it was full PPR, we definitely would have went McCaffrey. Again, and that's not, that's not a huge difference. But, again, like, if there's going to be weeks where McCaffrey may get, like, 12 to 14 catches. 
So that's, an, you know, that's the difference between seven points or 14 points. And that, yeah, that, that's that seven points, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's pretty huge. And, you know, again, like when in doubt, you know, in this happy year league, when in doubt, okay, who's got the better team? Who's got the better people around them? And for us, it was a no-brainer. I mean, who's got the better quarterback? Dallas. Better line? Dallas. Okay, who's got better receivers? Dallas. So pretty much everything was pointing to Dallas. We figured he was a safer pick because if McCaffrey starts getting shut down a little bit, or maybe if he gets hurt because his usage is so high, he's a smaller guy. Um, you know, and also I think Zeke's kind of coming out for redemption a little bit. I think he was slighted a little bit. Um, you know, some people were, were not even putting him in like the top like three backs in the league. So, you know, I, I think he's going to come out and have a big year. Um, but yeah, so that, that was our reasoning on, on Zeke over McCaffrey, but it's tough. It, it's really tough. It, I mean, it's it's the exact opposite of pick your poison. It's pick your diamond. I mean, it, they're both monsters, and they're both awesome. Yeah. I and their users are going to be high, and they're both going to be catching passes. And so. no, exactly. All right, now I got I, you. Got to tell us now. You got to tell everybody your prediction. I need the one seeds in each conference. I need who makes the conference championships, and then who goes to the Super Bowl, and then who wins the Super Bowl. Okay, the one seeds. I'm left to go AFC going Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to go on 13 and 3, something like that. I think the Ravens may be like a game behind them. Um, but I think the Ravens, you know, some people are saying how they're going to go like 15 and 1, 16 and 0, like Colin Coward, probably just do it for clicks, but like, no, nah, that, that's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I would just have to say one seed, AFC is probably going to be Chiefs. AFC or NFC? Hmm. I don't know. Pro- I mean, the easy the easy thing to say is San Fran, but I'll probably go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go San Fran. I, I mean, that, that's boring. I mean, I know that's a Super Bowl last year, but they are. I mean, they are absolutely great teams. So, um, those are my one seeds. I think the conference championships. It's gonna be. Chiefs versus – do I dare say it? (laughs) Do we say it? Do we say it? The the single most unbiased Browns fan of all time. (laughs) Of all time. Say it. Say it. Connor, say it. Chiefs Browns. Chiefs Browns. Chiefs Browns AFC Championship. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, there's going to be so much shit talking in this apartment. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna go AFC Championship. They're gonna go. They're gonna get to the playoffs. They're gonna be hot as fuck going in the playoffs, and they're gonna shock a lot of people. They're gonna win two games. They're gonna win the wild card game. They're gonna win the divisional game, and next thing you know, they're matched up against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, so that's gonna be that. I'm gonna say okay. the Chiefs are gonna win. I'm gonna say Chiefs are gonna win. I think they're going back yeah. to the Super Bowl this year. Um, NFC. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go Seattle in okay. Dallas. Ah, I think I, th- I think San Fran's gonna get they're gonna get bounced first game. Honestly, I, I mean it's so tough to say this, this far in advance, but I could see their offense just like sputtering about and their defense maybe letting up some scores. So yeah, I'm gonna go Seattle and Dallas. I think the Dallas hype train's gonna be going. But I'm gonna be going. Seattle is gonna win, and they're gonna be going back mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. So yeah, and I'm gonna say Seattle's gonna win. Seattle, Seattle's gonna win. oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> there my comes Colin. Seattle, Seattle over Kansas City is my Super Bowl prediction. AFC Championship prediction, Chiefs over Browns. <laughs> Unbiased opinion from our boy, Connor Pentella. And that's why he's the best in the game. Connor, I want to thank you for joining us, for giving your expertise on uh, both the Browns, the NFL, and fantasy football. Uh, hopefully, we'll Big be Betty. able to get you on and talk to you more. Uh, it's always Absolutely. a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. You know, I'm always uh, willing to give my unbiased Browns insight wherever I can. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right.